0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Thursday. Week 5 is upon us. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. This is the CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. If you like football, this is the show for you. You talk to smart people at CBS, Sportsline, um, all around the football internet. I'm here. It's good times. Every day, Monday through Friday, to break down the week that was and get you set for the week that's coming up. Got a great show today, huge show, tremendous show. Stephen O. from Sportsline and Heath Cummings, CBS Sports Senior fan, Fantasy Analysts, are going to join us to talk about what you can look for in the coming week. We will focus on fantasy stuff, a football, of course, all football, DFS, gambling, Get you ready for all that stuff, some over-unders, et cetera, et cetera. It's good football conversation. You're going to like it. Some news first and then we'll get to, uh, then we'll get to the, uh, the spots with Heath and, and Steven. Um, also, apparently, like, if you unsubscribe and resubscribe and unsubscribe and resubscribe, and I know that's ridiculous and I, I do it on my phone too and it is ridiculous, but apparently it helps. So if you like the show and you want to help out, do that. If you want to rate and review, we will take those ratings and reviews, appreciate them always. Bang that five star. Go on there and make some snarky comment about how, uh, I do something stupid that you don't like. Speaking of things that people don't like, John Gruden came out on, uh, on, I guess it was Wednesday. My goodness, John Gruden, what a mess. He came out and he said he wanted to take Derwin James in the first round, but Reggie McKenzie, or sorry, we, those are air quote, that's an air quote, we, as in we as in Reggie McKenzie, already took a, sa- a safety in the first and second round of the past two drafts. Uh Obi and Carl Joseph for those guys. Obi not on the team. Carl Joseph still playing. But that shouldn't preclude you from taking Derwin James. He's basically saying he didn't want to invest in a safety again. Um, could have taken Derwin. Colton Miller might be great. They do, It looks like they're going to replace Donald Penn on IR. Which means they lose their left tackle who got converted to right tackle and then got hurt because he's 40 years old and you can't move from left tackle to right tackle, uh, at the age of 40. He's like 37, but still you get the point. Um, Colton Miller, look, could be a great pick. Derwin James at, at, at that spot would have been really, really good. Derwin James now looking great for the Chargers. We'll see how that plays out, but it's clear that this is another shot at, uh, at, uh, Reggie McKenzie. From John Gruden, elsewhere in news, and really this is honestly the biggest thing, is Rob Gronkowski questionable to play on Thursday night against the Colts. Heath Heath Cummings and I will talk about this in a minute. I am of the opinion he won't play. So we'll get to the fantasy perspective of that. But I do think it matters um, for the Patriots this week and, of course, for the Patriots long term. Like, the Patriots aren't going to play Gronk this week and have him get hurt, and then lose him for the next six weeks. That would be stupid. He can get a lot of rest if he skips Thursday night. I would expect him to end up skipping. This is the weirdest story of the day. A, uh, NFL, a former NFL official, Terry McCauley, one of the Dan Patrick Show, and was asked about the play call, play clock situation with the Broncos and the Chiefs, and, and he said that the play clock is a guideline and not something that they, they follow as a hard and fast rule. It's a clock. What the hell is going on around here? You can't follow a clock. It's not like the. It's not. Like, it's not a sundial. It's not looking up and like looking over the sky and guesstimating how much time is left. It's a play clock. When it hits zero, the, the clock is ended. Like it, you don't. You don't. get I mean, you don't just microwave a dish for ten minutes and guesstimate it'll be done halfway through. Like it. It's, you microwave a dish for a minute and a half, and that's how long it takes to cook it that's it that's nuts from the n f l if that's how they're operating but if if that is how they're operating a lot a lot lot more things make sense um that the n f l is doing well They're firing up Game Pass for you. You should check out NFL Game Pass. If you love football, you love watching football, you love diving back into the things that make football great, NFL Game Pass is the only way to watch it. Every single game from every single week. And if you go to NFL.com slash pick six, you're going to get a free seven-day trial. You'll listen to this show on Thursday. All twenty-two's been up for days. You can go watch the broadcast version and get soak in the full game on your big screen. You can fire it up on your um, on any smart device, basically. PlayStation or, excuse me, Xbox I know works. Um of course your laptop will work. Your phone, it works on your phone, so you can you can watch them anywhere, iPad, etc. Uh you can also watch the condensed versions, and condensed versions are godsends for those of us who do this for a living. I fired up the Titans and Eagles game recently. I'm going to go back and uh, and, and ch- I want to watch Josh Rosen. That's what I'm going to do on Thursday morning. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to watch Josh Rosen and see how he looked. NFL.com slash pick six. Get all your games you need. Let's go talk to Heath Cummings about the week that's coming up. All right. Time to dive into some more fantasy stuff. And to do that, we bring on our pal, our friend, our fellow beer drinker, and Fellow, uh, CBS Sports HQ star, Heath Cummings. You can watch Heath on CBS Sports HQ. If you, you're not, if you're not watching, you're not winning, I believe is the phrase that I coined. Uh, but CBS Sports HQ is real sports news for real sports fans. You can watch it on your Roku, on your Apple TV, on your Amazon Fire, on your phone. On your uh, smart TV, on your PlayStation, anywhere you get the CBS Sports app, and you can watch it on CBSSports.com backslash Live Fantasy Gambling Advice from experts all over the place. And uh, Heath does FFT, I believe. How, how many days a week is it? Nine days a uh, week?
1: Three? Only three days a week for me. We it seems like we do it nine days a week, but I'm on uh, Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, I highly recommend that people check out FFT, especially the Tuesday show, because you get your uh, well, not because he's not on it, but you get your waiver stuff. Wow! Wow! Well, I was pointing out that like I like I find that every Tuesday I'll at like noon I'll turn on HQ because I need waiver information. Like like you and I talked about this two weeks ago. The the waiver stuff is so hard to do if you have a lot of leagues that you need to have like the information downloaded to your brain before, um. Uh, before you know what I'm saying, like before you actually start doing the waiver grind.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I understand exactly what you mean. The show without Heath is the best one.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> um, clearly, that's why I keep asking you to come onto the show every week. Um, okay, so. You did, you have an article up on CBSports.com about best streaming options. It includes quarterbacks and tight ends. And I think it matters a lot for this week, not, because, not only because of buys, but because of matchups and because of injuries to those two positions. Who are the best options out there right now?
1: It's scary to say this, but the best streaming option for this week is absolutely Blake Bortles, (laughs) the Chiefs' defense. I I don't know if you watched Monday Night Football or if you heard this, but one, Patrick Mahomes' nickname is Showtime, and two, (laughs) the Chiefs have the worst defense in the NFL. Both those things are true, and Bortles' pretty decent track record when Leonard Fournette's not there. At the very least, they generally throw the ball more when Fournette's not available. So I I would expect Bortles... it around just a little bit here and be a top 12 quarterback at tight end. And there's been some debate whether this guy is actually a streamer, mm. but Vance McDonald has been good the last two weeks. The stiff arm heard around the world two weeks ago, solid performance for a tight end last week in an absolute shootout with the Falcons this week. I still think he's only a streamer for the next couple of weeks. Cause I expect once Le'Veon comes back, the targets between Antonio Brown Juju and Bell is gonna make it hard for a tight end to be relevant in this offense, but he'll be good until Bell's fully incorporated.
0: Okay, so I have a couple of questions related to that. But let's start with the stick with that Vance McDonald thing. I actually ended up drafting him in our twenty sixteen office league as my started starting tight end. That's worked out very well. Um, not everything else has worked out well, but that's fine. I, I think I think he's legitimate, Heath. I, I just I feel like he gives him more upside than Jesse James, and I'm not sure that Le'Veon Bell is coming back. Like, if I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner and people are approaching me about possibly trading Le'Veon Bell, I'm, I'm, I'm open, I'm open. If you give me somebody that was drafted in the first two rounds for Le'Veon Bell right now, I'm probably making that trade.
1: Oh, I I agree with that almost 100%. There are a few players that have busted out of that that I wouldn't necessarily say, but yeah, for the most part, a top 25 player, absolutely 100%. I'll take the bird in the hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I wouldn't take Leonard for net for Lee. For Le'Veon Bell right now because the hamstring issue, he might miss a couple of weeks. Bell might miss a couple of weeks. Uh, but any of the top four or five wide receivers or top four or five running backs, especially because if you drafted Le'Veon Bell, you're probably not four and zero, right? Like you need you need to win now. Um, so for me, I, I'm making that move all day. On the quarterback thing, is there is there any reason to think that it might be time to fade Blake Bortles in DFS?
1: You know. I- I don't think that's a terrible idea. I, it, I'm going to have to see the projected ownership first. If he is one of the top three or four quarterbacks by ownership, then I could understand it. There are some other cheap options that you could get by with. But I don't think, like, Andy Dalton's $500 more on FanDuel this week. I'd much rather play Dalton. Oh, um Joe Flacco's $200 more. I'd rather play Bortles than Flacco, but I could see a situation where Flacco's got a, Three percent ownership and Bortles has got a 12, and so then I'm more interested in Flacco in tournaments. But I do think Bortles is relatively safe, if only because he's rushing for 35 yards a game now
0: too. Oh, is he? Really? I don't. I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I knew that, but I didn't realize he was actually piling up 35 yards a game. That's a big number. That's. That's more than Russell Wilson has this season, right? As we I think
1: that. I think Russell Wilson ran for 21 last week, which gives him 42 for the year. But yeah, basically, he is getting more points per, for rushing yards in a game than Russell Wilson has for the season, is, which is miserably bad.
0: Are, are, yeah, it is miserably bad. Are, would you are, would you consider dropping Russell Wilson?
1: I have dropped Russell Wilson in a couple of leagues, and I hate it. But wow. I, as long as this is the situation and Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator, I don't. Really have a lot of hope that things are going to get better.
0: Mm. If, um, if you had Matthew Stafford as your quarterback and somebody dropped Russell Wilson, would you pick up Russell Wilson?
1: No. Wow.
0: Um, hmm. okay. What about, uh, I'm trying to think of who. Yeah. I mean, all right. Interesting. I, and Matthew Stafford, by the way, I like a lot this week. I think he has a big week. I think people are going to sleep on the, the Lions a little bit. Even though that game could turn into a shootout in Detroit against Green Bay, um, let's talk quickly about the Colts and, and Pats game too on Thursday night. Thursday night football. I looked. I was looking at your rankings. You got Sony Michelle in the top thirty.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited, uh, and it's always difficult on a week to week basis to guess what the Patriots are going to do. I would start Sony Michelle. I'd start James White. I'd start Gronk, obviously, if he plays. The thing I'm really struggling with is, are the receivers on this team, because mm-hmm. Julian Edelman is back, and I think the the main the industry is going to just put Julian Edelman in the top 30 wide receivers and start him. He's going to have two practices. He hasn't played a game in 18 months, and he's 32 years old, coming off a major knee injury. Mm. I don't I don't know what to expect from him in this very first game. I'm I'm just sitting all of the Patriots wide receivers.
0: Well, I, I think too that the the game script. If, you know, you can only project based on what you know. And what we know is that the Patriots are 10-point favorites. And we know that the Patriots would love to go in and grind this game out, feed Sony Michelle 25 times, have him break off a couple runs late, ice this thing and win by 20 points and never, like, blink once or twice. I think they want to get Edelman in the mix. But to me, I, I'm with you here. I don't think you want to have Edelman as a – Anything more than a flex play if you're really desperate because of injuries or buys because they're not going to go out there and have him catch the ball 15 times or or throw it at him 15 times. It's, it's, he's, he's, they want to ramp him up and this is a perfect way to do it with, especially with 10 days on the other side.
1: And, and maybe one of the biggest things is T.Y. Hilton not playing in this game and I don't, we don't think he's going to and if he doesn't, Andrew Luck has a receiving core that is just the worst in the NFL by Who,
0: far. Who's the guy that that's being picked up? I don't, I don't even know his name. It's a Madden simulation. Simulator. Zach
1: Pascal. Zach
0: Pascal. Come on, like he's from like Colgate or something. I I, don't, I I don't. I mean, what do you what do you know about Zach Pascal?
1: Um, I know that he's going to get some targets and he scored a touchdown last week. And he's as I don't want to play any of the Colts wide receivers, but if you're throwing a dart, I guess he's as good a play as anyone. It'll be really interesting in the daily the single game contest because you've got a lot of cheap options to where you can stack the expensive guys and play one or two cheap options. A lot more combinations than there normally are for a game like this.
0: I don't even feel bad that I don't know who Zach Pascal is. Um, he's from old dominion, by the way, in case you didn't know that. that's basically Colgate, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. They had a big win over Virginia tech this weekend though um, on the Gronk, the eight catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. Maybe he's not a bad little fire um, on the Gronk thing. If you're a Gronk owner, and I, I, don't own a single share of Gronk this year, and I'm pretty pleased about that, uh, at this point, but what, what would you do? People are listening to this on a Thursday. What would you do in anticipation that of Gronk playing or not playing on a Thursday night? Do you go out and try and add a, a Vance McDonald on your roster just to be safe? Uh, who, what's your, what's your move in that situation?
1: I want to have an extra tight end because all the reports we've gotten is they're optimistic. They think he's going to play, but I just, We've seen too many times with the Patriots. One guy gets healthy and another one's a little dinged up and they say, you know, let's give this guy a break this week. And I am just a little concerned they decided to do that with Gronk and we don't really get a lot of advance notice. So yes, if I was a Gronk owner, I'd want to have a second tight end on my team at least until the active and active report comes out Thursday night.
0: I, I am firmly of the belief they won't play him on Thursday night and not, that's not of any inside info. I just think they believe that they can win this game without Gronk. They don't want to risk him suffering further injury, and he gets he would get an extra ten days on the backside of this if he if he skips a game. That's huge if if you're Gronk. So I I think ultimately the uh, the Patriots will end up sitting him. Will you end up sitting or starting Andrew Luck if T Y Hilton is out?
1: If if there's no T Y Hilton, there's no chance I'm playing Luck. I don't want to drop him. I was very encouraged by what we saw in Week Four. Sure, it was a little bit of a an FU moment, I think. Mm -hmm. Like really. He didn't like us talking about the shoulder strength. That's right. He threw it downfield a few times. And I so I don't want to drop him. I'd be more willing to drop Wilson than I would Luck. But there's no way you can start him without T.Y. Hilton.
0: Okay. So so would you rather – all right. Here's a good one for you. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes against the Jaguars or Andrew Luck with no T.Y. Hilton against the uh, Patriots?
1: I'll take Mahomes, and I, I don't really want to start him. I have Mahomes behind Blake Bortles this week, but wow, I still think— how does
0: that—you really are truly an objective analyst. Good for you, Heath. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't like doing
0: that. But
1: <laughs> the, the reality is, with the way that football has been for the first month of this season, if you want to project somebody as a top-five quarterback, you've got to think they're capable of putting up 30 or 35 points this week. Yeah, And I could see Mahomes—in fact, I think Mahomes will have a decent fantasy day. He probably scores 20 to 25. It's hard to imagine him lighting the Jags up.
0: I think you're. I think you're right. I and I think one of the things that I took from that Denver game on Monday night is that Mahomes, and this is this is a good thing for his football playing ability. It's maybe not a great thing for fantasy purposes. I I don't know. It depends. He's willing to take what defenses are giving him. Like he and Andy Reid were not trying to be turbo aggressive and just attack the Denver secondary. There was there was it was like a. Like watching a Mayweather fight, you know, there's like a, there's a feeling out going on in the first quarter there.
1: 100%. And he was a little shook in that first quarter, I think. I mean, that environment was pretty crazy. Mile high was loud. They got after him a little bit, but his response in the second half was
0: phenomenal. It really was. He is, uh, he is the best quarterback in football right now. You, Heath Cummings, were the number one fantasy expert in week four, according to fantasy pros rankings. Um, if I was worth anything and had a sound drop, we'd play an applause sound drop for you. I don't have that, uh, but just know that it, 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 we're thinking about doing it. Um, you, you dominated everybody else. A 58 in the running back score? Is that good or bad? Oh, number one in wide receiver score?
1: Yes, the running back was the one bad thing, and, and there is uh, there is a pretty good explanation for that. If a player plays in a late game and they're scratched, And we have them ranked. Chris Carson. We lose points for that. I was the highest person in the industry, I believe, on Chris Carson this week. So took a big hit on that. But no, it was a very good week. I was thinking about adding to my Twitter profile just for the next four days, reigning most (laughs) accurate – fantasy expert.
0: You should do that. What um I find that whatever I do well in like the super contest or like a picks week it gets in my head a little bit. Are you in your head on your rankings a little bit here? And who are you eyeing as potential uh bolder calls, deviate calls that are that deviate away from the norm, contrarian plays that might win you that title again in week 5?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm in my head. I I get more in my head when I have the bad week mm. and I start questioning the calls that I'm making, which is the worst possible thing sure. that that you can do. Um, There are a few guys, though, that I'm a bit of an outlier on. Edelman will definitely be one as far as how low I am on him. As far as the positives, I think Tyler Boyd is a top 15 wide receiver this week. Wow. And everybody's kind of come around to him being in the top 30. But you look at this matchup that they have with the Dolphins. Xavier Zab- Dolphins- Howard. They have one good defensive, healthy defensive back right now. It's Savion Howard. And I don't think Howard's going to shut A.J. Green down. He'll still be good. But they've been awful against number two wide receivers. Boyd should just be able to run wild against this Dolphins defense. So I've got him 12th right now. He'll stay in my top 15. Another one's D.D. Westbrook. That kind of works with the Bortles combination. The Chiefs defense is not good. But I do think that they can get a little bit of pressure on Bortles. The Jacksonville offensive line hasn't been playing great lately. And so there may be more dump offs to Westbrook, he's a top 25 guy for me this week. At running back, as long as Adrian Peterson plays, uh, he's going to be in a start position
0: for me. Are, are people I mean, are people down on AP this week? I love AP this week.
1: They're well, I think that they're, they're probably down on him for two reasons. One, he's like 45 years old and two, <laughs> he's still not practicing. Sure. So, I mean he's going to have to play, but this is a revenge game and yes. he's one of the few players where that probably actually matters. And then another one is Bilal Powell.
0: I saw where Bilal Powell was in the rankings. I was like, is, did something happen to Isaiah Crowell? What's the, what's the deal with that?
1: Well, we as a group here at CBS all think Bilal Powell is better than Isaiah Crowell and kind of irritated that the Jets haven't acted like he was better than Crowell or Matt Forte last year. Sure. But he is definitely the best pass catcher and he did get more work last week. And the one thing we saw with Denver, I mean, We'd been complaining for three weeks about the Chiefs not throwing the ball to Kareem Hunt. All it took for them to throw the ball to Kareem Hunt was to try to neutralize that Denver Broncos pass rush. Mm. I think we see Powell have a little more success in the passing game this week than he's had so far this year.
0: Uh, of note from DVO rankings, Miami, the number one team in DVOA, uh, the supporting football outsiders, of course, against number one wide receivers. That is the Davy and Howard factor. They're number 14th in the league. Are number 14 in the league against number two wide receivers. Interestingly, for your boy Geo, they are number 25 against against running backs catching passes, and uh, then Denver number 20 against running backs catching passes. So you may be onto something there um, with Bilal Powell. We mentioned speaking of good calls and uh and running backs, you and I on this very podcast last week told people to go out there and pick up Nick Chubb. I'm ignoring the fact that we told him to pick up Ronald Jones and Rashad Penny, but uh, we did tell people to pick up Nick Chubb. That that worked out really well because people were able to save themselves a waiver claim if they did that. Nick Chubb ran three times for 17,000 yards in a single game against the Raiders. Um, Do you believe Hugh Jackson when he says that he'll be involved more going forward? I mean, you're not going to drop him, um, but I, I think this bodes well for Chubb moving forward.
1: Well, it, it has to bode well. Do I believe Hugh Jackson? No, no.
0: not at all. You're I don't gonna, think Hugh you're going to stop me at Hugh Jackson. No, I don't believe yes, Hugh Jackson. Todd Haley doesn't believe Hugh Jackson. <laughs> right. He
1: contradicts him regularly. That's so right. I think it makes sense that we'll see Chubb maybe get five or six carries a game. And I do think that eventually he's going to have even more success. This is a downgrade for Carlos Hyde, but he's still somebody you have to start. Um, I don't I don't expect you're going to be able to start Chubb anytime soon, but it, it's coming.
0: And, and if you. If you drafted Chubb and you held on to him or you just picked him up this week, ride him out. Because if Carlos Hyde gets hurt, Nick Chubb could be an absolute monster. Uh, by the way, Matt Waldman, who I think is awesome at what he does for um, and does the rookie scouting portfolio, uh, he's, I think he said previously that Nick Chubb is the best rookie running back he's ever scouted. He? Yes, he,
1: he's the, the best he's ever graded. Waldman was a huge guy on Patrick Mahomes as well when mm. Mahomes came out. Uh, I used to work with Waldman at Football Guys. He is one of the best in the business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so worth noting there. Anybody out there that might have been dropped and Russell Wilson maybe is on this list, um, that, that we could turn to this week as a guy who was dropped on waivers, uh, or, or potentially unowned, um, that you might, that people might want to pick up in advance of this week, whether it's Ronald Jones off a of buy, getting more carries this year or this, this past week, uh, like I said, Russell Wilson, whoever, anybody you notice in your leagues.
1: You know, I didn't really notice a whole lot of guys getting dropped this week. I will say that I still think Ronald Jones is somebody that should be held on to. He did. I mean, he didn't have a good game, but he did get more carries in that game than Peyton Barber. I expect that to continue moving forward. Um A couple of guys that had good games last week but did not get picked up because of their buy situation. If you have a problem at tight end, you probably should use one of your top roster spots on Cameron Braid. Mm. O.J. Howard out likely for the next month. We know what his connection is with Jameis Winston. He's going to be a top 10 tight end after next week for as long as Howard is out, and maybe longer.
0: Mm. That's a good uh, call camera break.
1: One of the guys that I was really high on last week and did hit, Taylor Gabriel, I don't think that was a fluke. He was 5% owned before waivers ran this week. He didn't get picked up a lot because, again, he's got a buy this week. He's been clearly second on this team in targets, has 10 more targets this year than Trey Burton does. I don't really think that changes, even the first week or two that Anthony Miller's back. There will come a time, maybe a month from now, where Anthony Miller really makes a difference. But for now, he's the clear number two in Chicago, and Trubisky looks like he's starting to figure things out.
0: I had a... um a league where I had the, I had benched the Vikings against the Rams last week, so I had the Packers as a backup defense that I played. Um, and I needed to dump them because I no longer want two defenses. And Taylor Gabriel was out there this morning when I made the move. Couldn't agree with you more. Look at his target share. He's getting, he's not, um he's not getting one to two deep shots. They're using him and Tariq Cohen in a poor man Tyreek Hill type of method in that, in that Chiefs offense. And they're moving them all around. And I think that you could see Taylor Gabriel continue to dominate out, out of that spot. Um, what uh, – oh, I know. I was going to also point out that the Buccaneers have the Falcons, who are 30th in DVOA rush defense. Then they get the Browns, who are, who are certainly a much better defense than, than people expected this year, a top-10 team. Uh, then the Bengals, Panthers, Redskins, and Giants. So, I mean, the, those are um, – I mean, excuse me. Yeah, that's the – I Right. Did I say who am I talking about? I'm talking about Ronald Jones here. Yeah, yes. the, 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 the oh, Falcons, Falcons, Browns, Bengals, and Panthers. So not, not an ideal setup, but not not the worst thing in the world. If he's getting run, you could see him uh, end up producing fairly well. One of the guys I noticed, we talked about that Xavier and Howard matchup. You had Adam Thielen very, very high. Is your anticipation or expectation that Ronald Darby is covering Stefan Diggs and that Adam Thielen draws that juicy matchup of uh, of Jalen Mills?
1: I think that's the most likely situation, but it's even more than that. The Minnesota Vikings have no prayer of protecting Kirk Cousins for more than like two to three seconds at a time. That's correct. And I just think that like Thielen, while everyone wants to talk about how Diggs is more talented than Thielen, it doesn't matter. Because Thielen is the guy that's running those shorter routes. He's the guy getting those targets, and he's making big plays. I think Adam Thielen's going to be a top eight wide receiver for the rest of the year.
0: Wow. That's... Not insane, I guess. I mean, look, he, he's a crisp route runner. He's a technician. Diggs is the over-the-top guy who can who can go catch everything. Maybe, maybe all right. I I, I can buy that. And if he does end up being covered by by Mills the entire game, Thielen's going to have a enormous game because the Eagles are good with Darby and bad everywhere else. Uh, I have a note here to ask you: Is Joe Flacco QB one? I
1: thought you were going to say is Joe Flacco elite. I'm really disappointed.
0: Sorry, I, is, is I, Joe I Flacco- feel
1: bad for Joe Flacco. Because I've mocked him sure. for a long time, I uh, kind of like Bortles, and he is having a renaissance. And it doesn't matter because everybody else is awesome. Yeah. So he's a streamer. I, I don't. I kind of like him this week in DFS, and you can play him from a week to week basis. But as awesome as he's been, I think he's still like QB 14 or 15 so far, and that's with the third most pass attempts in the NFL.
0: By the way, so we I think we mentioned last week that I had a trade offer of. Marshawn Lynch from Matt Ryan I panicked and pulled the trigger on it and I regretted it immediately and I still do um Marshawn Lynch looks really good I think he's a, a good sell high but this quarterback thing is worth talking about really quickly because I made the trade and then I was looking at free agents and I was like oh I don't really have a running back free agent I can pick up to drop Ryan Fitzpatrick for I was like oh there are seven quarterbacks I would start this week coming up um if, if you're, if you're, if you're not in a great quarterback situation and you own Russell Wilson out there, don't panic and make a trade like I did. Go out and just work the waiver wire and like pick up Marcus Mariota, who looked fantastic in the second half against the a good Eagles defense. Um, go get Blake Bortles, who gets the Chiefs. Uh, you know, there, there are lots of options out there, right?
1: Oh, we had a, a long, probably too long discussion about this on the FFT podcast this morning. And I just—it can't be understated how many good quarterbacks there are. It can't be overstated. We talked last week about how I, I had picked up Philip Rivers, and you couldn't believe that he was on the waiver wire. You know what I did this morning? I picked up Philip Rivers in a ten-team league.
0: Oh, that's—he was ridiculous. on the waiver light wire again. We didn't. Like, by the way, we didn't shame Chris Towers by name and enough for doing that last week because he dropped Philip Rivers and kept Ryan Fitzpatrick, who he's been berating berating on Twitter for like a month. Like he's just blasting Fitzpatrick. Like this guy's gonna collapse. It's not gonna last. And then he drops Philip Rivers for him. What is it? Why? Why did he do that?
1: I'm going to assume he was at Funky Buddha Brewery when that happened. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. That's probably a fair. It's probably a fair point.
1: I um, didn't give a, a beer that I had this week.
0: I didn't. uh You didn't. You didn't. You ha- you didn't get a beer.
1: I I didn't give you any names of any beers. Oh, yeah. What? Aren't, aren't I supposed to give a beer?
0: Yeah. Give a beer. What a beer? Yeah. Give me a beer.
1: Uh. Well, very good beer that I had, and you've probably had it, Dogfish Head. Yeah, wood aged bitches brew.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. It's it uh, is a
1: very, very good. Yeah, it's beer.
0: Not cheap beer either. Uh, it's not. It's not
1: particularly cheap, but it wasn't. It wasn't too bad it's either. Like, it was part part it, of the.
0: Was it? Was it in a bomber or was it in a a bottle? A twelve ounce regu- bottle. regular bottle. Really? Bottle. Yeah. Really? I didn't know they. I didn't know they. I thought they only did bitches brew in the um in the in the bombers.
1: No, this was in a uh, regular bottle. It was a uh, part of a variety packet, total one.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm gonna to have to check that out. Uh, I got shipped, and we'll have to um somebody. Oh yeah, uh, James Marks, who works for BrewDog, wants to send you some beer as well. So we will have. I would like that very much. Yeah, they have very good IPA. So we will get you some. James is a podcast listener. He's in one of our podcast leagues. We will get you beer sent. Um, we'll figure out how to make that happen. Do an email intro or some such like that. But um. I had, uh, some Ailsmith, Ailsmith, I mentioned this in the podcast before, but Ailsmith, uh, Mighty 1090, the guys at Mighty 1090 sent me a bunch of beer from, um, from San Diego. I've got this 9% Crowler from Belching Beaver called the Annihilator that I keep wanting to try, but I'm sort of holding off until Friday after I get done with my HQ hit, uh, before I, before I bust that out. I I don't want to do it before a podcast because I'm worried, you know, I'll be annihilated. But the uh, the AleSmith Orange X actually has like a little sun drop. It almost tastes like a sun drop. It's a extra pale ale. I don't. I, it's very refreshing on sort of a hot fall or hot summer day. So I was very pleased with that. That would be my beer. My beer recommendation for the uh, for the week. I don't, I don't think I have anything else locally that I've that I've tried. Oh, actually, I got. A, I have a question for you because about beer. Where do you stand on? I'm going to phrase it fall beers. Um, you know where I'm going. Stand yes, on, yes. stand on pumpkin beers.
1: This year, for the first time, I tried a couple of pumpkin beers. I had had them before and just not enjoyed them at all. Sure. And, um, I don't like them, but there are a few of them when done really well and made eight, nine, 10% that yeah. I can handle.
0: I think the, um, who is it that makes pumpkin? Uh, 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 southern tier. I think it's southern yeah. tier. I don't, I can't stand it. It's too sweet. It's like pump- everyone
1: told me that was the, you don't like pumpkin the, beer? Have pumpkin. It's the no. worst. It's, it, it's awful.
0: it tastes like sugary pumpkin. It tastes like, uh, alcoholic pumpkin latte or something like that. It's, it's not good. Um, I, I had one that was really good from Noda and I, I thought of this pumpkin conversation because I was going to recommend one of your Twitter followers was like, I'm going to Charlotte. I said to go to Noda. Uh, they have a beer called gorgeous that's really good. It's like pumpkin spices. It, it, I like the, I like the, when it's not, Super sweet pumpkin beer. I want like the the gourdy type of flavors, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. The only one I've had that I would would recommend was the Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale.
0: Well, that's just soaked in bourbon, so yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, a
1: little pumpkin in your bourbon's fine.
0: That's absolutely right, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, I hold on. I know what. I know. I have uh, two questions for you about trades. One, and then we'll get out of here. One, um, what? Would you trade Le'Veon Bell for Dalvin Cook right now?
1: That's the hard one. And I saw this and I have thought of this for the last hour and I have still <laughs> not decided if I would. I, I think I would, because I don't expect Cook's going to be great this week. It's just an awful matchup. Sure. But I do think this after this week moving forward, Cook will be good. And there is a chance that like I know we're looking at a week eight return for Le'Veon Bell. There's I I feel like a very good chance it's not a week eight return to quotes Le'Veon Bell. I, I think there's a good chance that we're waiting for week nine or week 10 before he's really himself again. So I, I would do that.
0: I think so too. And um, I think if you look at the the Steelers might have tough matchups in the playoffs too. So like if you can get, again, if you can get anything for Le'Veon Bell, again uh, maybe not Leonard Fournette, maybe Dalvin Cook, that's the tough one. you got to look at your roster and decide what it's worth and look at where you stand in the standings. Uh, and then the last one, I traded A.J. Green for Travis Kelsey. Me personally, I did it with my pal Zeke who's coming in town uh, this weekend, he we did it on a. It was like a Saturday night, 10 p.m. trade. So there was some, um, uh, uh, some some IPAs involved. Am I smart or stupid?
1: I wouldn't want to say you're stupid. Um, <laughs> if you have three really good wide receivers, I could understand why you might make this move. But as I would rather have AJ Green than Travis Kelsey. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I I have Michael Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald is my other.
1: That's one really good receiver.
0: Yeah, the Larry Fitz thing is a concern. I, I sort of regretted it when I woke up in the morning.
1: Yeah, I, and those things happen. But the,
0: the tight end market is thin, Heath.
1: It's it's awful. I'm just thinking, like, this week, I would rather start... I'd
0: rather really have Travis Kelsey this
1: week. Then. I, I think I'd rather have a team that had Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, and Vance McDonald than I would A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, and Travis Kelsey.
0: Well, crap! I've made a mistake here. Oh well, uh, you—you've made a mistake by agreeing to come on this podcast frequently, but we appreciate it nonetheless. Heath Cummings, follow him at Heath Cummings Senior on Twitter SR, uh, and watch him on CBS Sports HQ. We will have beer talk and uh, more football to come. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, Stephen, let's uh, dive right into the big question that everybody needs an answer to. Does Blake Bortles score more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes this week? But seriously, does he?
2: Let me see. I did have a down week for Mahomes. It's funny, like um I'm really looking forward to that game, but I think that uh uh I think I only have Mahomes as the uh fourteenth ranked wow. player. And well, you know, the yardage. Uh he's not projected for a ton of yards against the Jags defense. Sure. Uh and uh and he's he's projected for Nearly two touchdown passes, which is a lot. Just a lot of guys are in for a big weeks. He's still projected for 20 points, which is a lot in, in And Even last week when he played so great. So
0: when you I say when you could... say 14th player, you mean 14th quarterback, right?
2: 14th at quarterback. Okay, yeah. Right. And 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 in Blake Bortles, good old Blake is is number 12.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's kind of low. I mean, that's that. So so in other words, you have Blake projected for more points, but Blake is actually still low because I think yep. I think that like in DFS, like people are picking up Blake as like a. All right, you know, either I got a guy out of bye week or, um, you know, he's, j- just because he's playing the Chiefs, I'm going to roll with him. I think he's going to be heavily owned at DFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are some of the, who are some of the other guys ahead of him? Um, you know, not named Breeze, uh, Roethlisberger, Ryan, cause clearly the, the, there's a shootout going to go down in Pittsburgh, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I like Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. They have a big week. Uh, the, the experts, uh, Dave, Jamie and Heath have him at 10th right now. Mm-hmm. I have him at, fi- I have him at five at quarterback. Wow um and i like alex smith against new orleans
0: Ooh, that's have, a good uh, call you know yeah, has...
2: yeah i have him eight and he's 19th in the uh, expert consensus interesting so uh so that's that's a that's a big play right there like one thing about the um i was looking at the uh the jags and chiefs because one thing i do is uh, all my projections are obviously based on the computer and i don't actually think about them yeah you know <laughs> and yeah. uh and, and i'll and i'll tune into uh something that uh Jamie's is hearing i'll watch hq and i'll and I'll see, it's like, wait, that can't be right because they'll be tearing some projection apart. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not possible. And I was like, well, that is weird. And so I, I looked at the, uh, my Jags and Chiefs projections. I was like, no, hmm, I do have, I have the Jags as like a, a defense to bench this week. And, and I think the, the experts have them at like number six. And the reason is obviously they're playing the Chiefs and the Chiefs score a ton of points. So, uh, if the Jags are a team where you're going to allow based on a projection, Five more than normal, so that's mm-hmm. not good for your defense, for your fantasy defense. They're also not gonna project it for a lot of interceptions, cause Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception yet. So without interceptions, and with allowing 27 points, that doesn't sound like uh, a great fantasy defense. On the flip side, the Chiefs players, who are obviously rock stars on, in fantasy, are all, um lowly rated, like Mah- I have Mahomes at 14th, and Tyreek Hill at like 20th at wide receiver, and I have Kelsey even at like 5th. And it's because this team is, these guys are all number one or number two or highly rated in their position, scoring 36 points a game, right. and against the Jags, that are only, I say only in air quotes, projected for 27 points. So when you drop your, you know, that's a that's a pretty big drop, 33% drop in, in in overall offensive production. So basically, this great matchup, which I can't wait to see, uh, in terms of the projection for the game, I have the exact same thing as the, as the betting line, which is. Uh, Jags uh, three and a half point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, one note is uh, uh, they aren't any worse than the Sims without Fournette.
0: Um, Interesting, wow. Uh,
2: you know, like it or not, I, I think it's I think it's a situation where Yeldon and the fact that he can catch the ball and it just probably plays better with 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 Blake's uh, Blake Bortles. And you know, the it, an analogy I was thinking of is if Fournette's a hammer and uh Yeldon is a knife, and you're trying to perform surgery, you want the knife. Huh. Right. Well, so, depends, yeah, on, depends on depends on depends
0: on who's who you're performing surgery on. Like if it's your yeah. worst enemy, you'd rather have a hammer.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> but you know, look, I think they are five and zero oh with the Elden getting at least nine carries, mm. and the Jags averaged twenty eight in these games going back to the end of last year, and then the, the couple the three or three games this year. So you know, the, the, and a lot of uh, I don't think the line moved at all when Fournette went. You know, based on his status, look, basically he was out. So um so uh yeah I think I think anyone who does this for a living you know really doesn't see in terms of performance on the field uh Fournette as having a huge value over Yeldon.
0: Interesting. And um what what do you see in terms of points scored total in that in that game uh relative because I think the yeah. the over under is, is 49 it? I think. Yeah, which is the first time the Chiefs have been under uh first time yeah. the Chiefs have been under 50 in uh in a, in a while.
2: I have a slightly higher scoring game. I have 51 points, but basically, yeah, like, so instead of a projected score, Vegas' lines would project at 26-23. I got the game at 27-24. So not a huge value there, but I do have the over in that.
0: Okay. Right on. Uh, what about when, um, you know, we talk about the Chiefs as a team that did, you want to play your guys against in fantasy. I think, you know, Bortles, like I said, is going to be popular. I think DD Westbrook was one of the top pickups, um, in, in on the waiver wire this week. Uh, the buccaneers falcons and steelers all look pretty exploitable in terms of people wanting to play their wanting to play their use their guys against their defenses if that makes yeah. sense um who else who else kind of stands out in your projections as a as an exploitable defense that might be maybe under the radar
2: let me see, and uh while I'm stalling here, uh, let me <laughs> say one thing about the the Chiefs, I'm not saying the chiefs are a good defense, oh. but you know they they're not they're they're just bad, they're not horrendously. I don't think the worst. they're not I
0: historically mean, they,
2: bad, well, like are the Bengals a good defense eh,
0: maybe, I think they get i know I think they're average, I think they get by on um reputation,
2: well, the chiefs, yeah, the chiefs have allowed two more points than the Bengals this year, mm. you know. So, and the, and like you know, maybe a, a few more points in the Vikings, uh, and obviously the Vikings, we there are different weird story going on. But my point about the Chiefs is, when your team is scoring so quickly, you know, it's, in the like 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 basketball a, we play yeah. this incredible pace, you can't just go on the you know stats. And plus, they played some very good offenses so far. So when you when you factor in the quality of the competition. Uh They really are just a below-average defense. They're not horrendously bad, so don't you know? That's another reason why I wouldn't get too excited about you know, you know, the the opportunities against them.
0: Well, that, well no, but, but that's but that's interesting because like I, again, I think that people are going to be loading up on Bortles and Westbrook and Yeldon and DFS and starting all those guys. In, and it's possible they end up scoring a bunch of points, but it's also possible that game is is more of a grinder. Like I thought we saw against the Broncos on Monday night. Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid were willing to take what a good defense was giving them and s- kind of slow down the pace, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and like that game was a good example when, when they are lying on Cream Hunts and Moore and just running the ball, they weren't just being able to, you know, kill Denver's defense with, you know, 40 yard shots down the field. It helped the Chiefs defense defenders rest, you know, get, get a normal amount of rest that they weren't used to in, in the previous week. So I, I think that again, they, their pass rush looked fine. You know, they, they they look like they played a solid game to me. I'm not a X's and O's guy, but yeah, again, statistically, I don't see them as an abomination by any way, hmm. any means. And, and if their offense wasn't so good, they wouldn't allow so many so many points. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like Oregon. Um, it's
0: like Oregon back in the day, like you know. The, yeah, they would,
2: yeah, exactly. You know, or you know, in the NBA, like the Showtime Lakers were yeah. you know just as good defensively as Boston. They just you know had a, a faster pace. So you know, this is the Showtime Chiefs. You know. Fast <laughs> pace offense, and plus the teams, you know, trying to, you know, coming back from behind. Teams like Pittsburgh, when they were down at home, they're going to start airing it out, and sure. it's just, you know, it's it's hard to hold good offenses in this league to to you know sub twenty point totals when when you're playing that style.
0: Uh, who, else? So, yeah, who else? Who else did you exploit?
2: Let's see. I got some. Let me. I'm just looking at the defenses that I have highly rated that the the rest of the world does not, but the problem is in fantasy defenses. The quality of defense is not the fantasy points is not often an indicator of who to exploit, yeah. right? Because, like I just said, the Jags, you know, aren't are, are going to do a great defensive job project- holding the Chiefs down to you know well below their average. But they're a lousy play in fantasy, in my opinion, because they're not going to get the stats like the, the interceptions.
0: All right. Hold on. Let me, um, well, let me flip it. Like instead of like instead of looking at defenses who might be good. What defenses are going to be bad? Um, like you had Cam Newton as a top five play. The Giants, I feel like kind of get by on their reputation as a good defensive team. Their
2: reputation from 20, 30 years ago. Right. Years but ago, I mean, like, right? but, it's,
0: but it's, you know, like even like yeah. three years ago, it's still yeah. kind of like, it was like the Giants are going to figure it out on defense. Are, are the Giants secretly terrible on defense? Like I don't think people are going to be loading up on Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton in, in DFS this week, but maybe that's a good idea.
2: Yeah, I, I have the Giants having a terrible week. I have the Giants as the 24th best defense, and I have them giving up 26 points. Mm. So that's why I have Cam McCaffrey yeah. and a lot of the uh, Panthers are highly rated. Who
0: so, else? Who else is in that range of the the 20, 25 to 32 uh, d- defenses?
2: So Detroit. I know Detroit had that great game against the Patriots, which I think Belichick was throwing a bone. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you because know, but but besides that, they've been pretty 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 bad defensively. Yeah. And, and so I, I have Aaron Rodgers in the number one quarterback. I think he's pissed from last week and he came out and said, and they're going to let him, uh, do what he wants <laughs> instead of doing whatever they were r- running last week. So I, I like, uh, I like Detroit to get hammered. Um, let's see. I have, uh, you know, a team that I think is really overrated defensively is Houston. Mm. They, I know they have, you know, Clowney was great last week, you know, he had a lot of penalties, but, you know, offsides, that kind of thing. And, and I know Watt is great and he's playing great, but the team allows, what, 27 points a game? Mm-hmm. They, 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 they won last week. They should be 0-4. Uh, they lost last week because of self-inflicted wounds and, you know, uh, botched that in the end zone, uh, and, and, and by, by the Colts. And, you know, we saw what happened over time in that whole game. Houston doesn't stop anyone. And and they never so like yeah the experts you know have them rated eighth on fantasy defense this week I have them at nineteenth mm. even though they're playing Dallas which is by no means some offensive juggernaut right now um, I just you know I just again they they allow a lot of points and last time I checked that's a pretty important factor in maybe fantasy gambling and whatnot and and, and despite the stars you know they just they don't it doesn't translate to the field so if you try to remove reputation. Uh, and just look at the numbers, then that's that that's a that's a defense that I think a lot of people will assume is going to have a great game against Dallas, and maybe they will if Ezekiel Elliott's banged up. I don't know. I don't know what his sure. status is closer to 100% or closer to 70%, because they do 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 a decent job against the run, I believe. So um, that that's something to keep an eye on. So basically, everything I'm saying for the last few minutes could be completely reversed, <laughs> you know, depending on what happens.
0: All right, I got- yeah, but, well, no, no, I got, I got two, I got two over unders I want to ask you about too. The yeah. uh, the Falcons and the Steelers play one o'clock on Sunday. That over under is out of control. It's fifty seven mm-hmm. and a half, uh, up to fifty eight in some spots. I see it at fifty seven and a half, minus one fifteen. Um Is the is there a contrarian play to go on the under here, or is it, or is this just you either take the over or take nothing at all, according to your projections?
2: Well, I mean, so it opened at fifty five and a half, I believe. It's gone up to fifty seven and a half, so. I have I have basically the same over under I have a 57 point3 total points per per simulation, mm-hmm. so but it, it, uh, there could be an underplay if that line just gets pumped up to like closer to 60, which I think it could. Now here is another case where I, I don't want to seem like I'm hedging and you yeah. know I'm, I'm not a man who's willing to you know stick to his projections, but it, my eyeballs tell me this game's going go to score going to 70. You know, what I I really think is going to happen versus what the projections think are going to happen. Uh, especially with Atlanta, what, what was the major injury? Defensive lineman. Uh, Grady, Grady Jarrett. Yeah. yeah,
0: Grady Jarrett ruled out probably going to be out. Devontae Freeman back for the Falcons this week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and both teams as motivated as they are and both teams incapable of playing defense. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, yeah, I'd be, I, I could see this going up to 80, you know, so, and I think a lot of people think that as well. Um, and I'm just looking at some of the indicators of what the public is thinking on the over under. Yeah. Uh, but,
0: but, but. I think the public is hammering yeah. this over just because it's, I mean, it's a big line. Like people like 57 and a half is a huge line and people like to bet big lines even, yeah. even in these spots, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I don't see how it. I don't see how it's not a big line, uh, how it doesn't go extremely high. Cause yeah, that Pittsburgh team, you know, my Ravens, I, I get, I got some, uh, pushback from people here saying, you know, I love all the proper nouns when you refer to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my Ravens should have scored, we scored 26. We should have scored like 36. So yeah, that,
0: that game, game and that game looked like it was going to go way over early too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, that, that, that defense is, is highly vulnerable. What, so what yeah, are, I, I'm looking forward to the game though. Cause you know, it's funny. I, I, I personally kind of hate both teams. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I win either way, you know, but anyway.
0: What about the, uh, what about the Rams and Seahawks? That's a 425 mm-hmm. game on Sunday. That over under, a Rams Seahawks over under in Seattle, 50 and a half. I think there's one, two, three, four, five. There were six, but the Bengals and Dolphins game came down. There were six when they opened six yeah. games in the fifties. That's insane. Um, can you see this Rams game going over 50 and a half and, do the Seahawks plus seven at home? That's an intriguing line just because it's seven plus seven at home. But I'm starting to think that betting against the Rams might be bad business.
2: Yeah, I think it's really bad. I, I, I mean, I, I would have had it seven without the Earl Thomas injury, you know, which, wow. but, uh, but without him, I have the Rams by ten and I have, uh, and because they have a pretty big lead, uh, in the Sims, what that results in is a lot of, um, you know, Todd Gurley then, in the second then, half, which yeah. tends to so the pace after the three quarters, a uh, unit you know, after the half. There might be 30 points at the half, but then they might 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 presumably slow down near the end of the game if it goes according to according to what I'm saying. So I have the same again. I hate to be uninteresting, but the projection has virtually the same over under of 50 points. Well, do you well, do you
0: remember ha- seeing a team like this Rams team? Because I mean, it's 07 Patriots, 99 Rams. Just I mean, an offensive juggernaut. Even they're not even top in, in – maybe they're. I don't I don't know if they're the top rated offensive team in your system, but but they do. They they just I don't know like it it seems like one of those historically great teams that you don't want to be betting against one of those teams that covers for like the first ten weeks of the season and if you're fading them you just end up broke
2: yeah I think it's really e- they're an easy bet yeah just bet bet on them to cover every week until there's a ser- some major injury that you know to t- girly or something because I, I yeah it's 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 uh it's it's kind of depressing because I feel like um you know. As a Ravens fan, I, I always love the fact that I never had to suffer a Super Bowl loss. I I wouldn't know what that would feel like. I don't know mm-hmm. if I could deal with that. Mm-hmm. So and I just feel like, you know this year we're not gonna be able to if we if we're lucky enough to get the Rams. We're just gonna I'm just gonna have to watch us lose. To the Rams. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right. and I just can't imagine you know, like uh, you know, and, and then I'm also delighting in the idea, oh, I get to see the Patriots lose again. I get to see, you know, Brady's record in Super Bowls go down to whatever, <laughs> five and four. You know, so, I, so I, I this is how I entertain myself, you know, like how am I gonna feel in, in, in four months. But yeah, I, I think that they look pretty unstoppable. And I I just wish there was one thing I could criticize. Like were they old? You know, they're not old. They're, right. young. You know, they're young. They're young. They're. It's terrifying with the, you know the rookie contract of the quarterback, so you don't have to. You know, uh, they can just keep loading up and they can take risks. And what? was what, the, the, the? Some of the? It's, and how do they kind of? Af- they can afford everybody.
0: It's crazy. You know, it,
2: yeah. it, it's frustrating. Now they did lose. Uh, keep to leave. For you know what, maybe most two, probably eight, eight weeks. Yeah, Marcus Peters
0: banged up, but they'll they'll be fine in Seattle. Against, yeah, yeah, against they'll be it. fine. They, yeah.
2: It's 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 amazing how quickly things can turn around. I mean, I think it just shows how overrated Jeff Fisher was for all, all those years. And you know,
0: <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. What about yeah. hey? What about the tight end position? Um, looking so Gronk might miss on Thursday. That's TBD. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Doyle out for the Colts on Thursday. Tyler mm-hmm. Eifert just went down for the year. Trey Burton is on a buy. Um, There's a real like, – th- that position has gotten – was thin anyway. I mean, Kelsey's a stud. Zach Ertz is a stud. And we all knew that. But uh, there's just not a ton out there at tight end. I think people are probably scrambling to try and find a sleeper, maybe a Ben Watson type, a, a Tyler Croft, Jeff Swain. Yeah. Who, uh, who looks good for, for week five in terms of your projections at the tight end position?
2: Yeah, I mean, would you say Croft, I have him at 12. The experts got him at around 15th, so I think, you know, obviously he'll pick up some slack from the injury there. Um guys like, uh, Safarian Jenkins, you Ooh, know, advise yeah. you. Um you know, Antonio Gates, I, I only have him in 15th, and uh, I don't think, he, I think I'm faster than him right now. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I have the, I have the, I have the, uh, Chargers, um covering easily against Oakland. They're both bad defenses, right? But, but the Chargers have a, a top Seven top eight passing game sure. and, uh, and, and Oakland doesn't. So I, I have, uh, I have, I have the charter. And so this is, if, if Gates is going to get his touchdown, you know, that, that's, that's a team, a guy I would, I would spot. Maybe even, even like a Vernon Davis, you know, I have, Ooh. I have that, I have that Washington New Orleans game going pretty high.
0: What's the turtle in the Washington New Orleans game that you've got it's,
2: going? I have it at 50, almost 56 points versus a 52.5 over under. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, that, that's, uh, the, that's why I have Alex Smith so, Highly rated, um, versus what most people would think. Interesting. But other, other tight ends, you know, the word is out on like, you know, Vance McDonald and, you know, Kittle and Ebron, you know, all, all those plays. So yeah, like I said, there's, there probably isn't much value that people don't already know about unless, well, sometimes I tend to overrate how into fantasy. I sometimes get surprised, you know, don't realize that people aren't like me. Don't look at like this all the time. It's like, what? Yeah. You don't know that you pick up this guy? By well, now? Like, well,
0: like, my dad, my dad is texting me right now and he's, he's actually out of the country. He's like, I can't access the CBS sports fantasy app, which everyone should download because it's the best yeah. fantasy app in the business. But he's like, how do, um, he's like, I need you to pick me up a defense and a tight end. And I'm like, uh, all right. I'll see, uh, I'll see what I can find dad. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Isn't that
2: annoying when, when I mean, when, yeah. when parents like yeah. no, ask right. you to do things like that. It's like, you know, you can, you can, no, he
0: he literally can't access it. and He like almost okay. got hit by a tsunami. So I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna okay. let him. I'm All gonna right. let him slide on this one. But yeah, I mean, like I think that I think if you're out there, like some guys to look at, Jeff Swain. Um, I'll tell you one sleeper I'd like too this week is Ian Thomas of the Carolina Panthers. The yep. Giants typically traditionally struggle with tight ends. I Like you said, Cam Newton could have a nice day. Greg Olson still going to be out. Uh, Thomas starting to get a little bit more usage. I could actually see him having a pretty decent little day at uh. At tight end I just
2: Panthers. remember he couldn't. He couldn't seem to catch his first game, or yeah. first, you know, the first week yeah. that he was supposed to step up for. You got great in the Wilson's preseason, injury. though. Yeah, okay, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I, oh yeah, but you you you, live in the area, so you, <laughs> you, you right. keep track of those things. So no, I, I, I don't like uh, seeing a guy, you know, he catches what two thirds of his targets, yeah. which is not a good number for a tight end.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't met like. Twenty-third at tight ends, right. and so do uh, Dave, Jamie, and Heath as far as uh, their uh, consensus. So, um, so
0: a super deep sleeper if you need one. That we will yeah. we will talk that tight end
2: league. Yeah. You know, yeah. with, uh, we'll three, th- you know that kind of thing. We'll
0: talk that one up to the, the the to my my gut as opposed to uh, as opposed to the stats. All right, we got to balance. This is excellent mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to talk to you next week, Stephen O of Sportsline. You can go to sportsline.com. dot get your first month for a buck. Use promo code Will because I, I think that promo code is still active and I get credit for it, um, but not, not in terms of uh, my salary, yeah. Steve.
2: <laughs> course. Uh, thanks, ma'am. All right. Thank you very much.